When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family with Packmaster Ralph Toy Basher, MD. Alex Bernard Rasmussen. And a big F you to the red pickup truck that tried to drive me off the road today, Catherine Brandt. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? The well, latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us, we talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful. No question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say... Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer. For <laughs> he just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant. Brad, Sean, Brian. Tom here from my friends at Walzer Automotive Group with some exciting news. Walzer's rolling out Walzer Care on new and most used cars they sell in Minnesota. Well, Walzer Care is a powertrain warranty with coverage for 10 years or 150,000 miles. Powertrain coverage is like major medical coverage for your car. Engines, transmissions, all the really expensive stuff is covered. In addition, Walzer Care includes 24-hour roadside assistance. Lock your keys in your car, run out of gas, have a flat tire. Guess what? Walzer has your back. The best thing about Walzer Care, it's free with purchase. That's right, I said free. So, if you're shopping for a new or used Subaru, Honda, Nissan, Mazda, Toyota, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Hyundai, or Chevrolet, see my friends at Walzer and get Walzer Care for free. Slowly, I said slowly. I'll ride the the gain on this one. I wonder if there's anything anywhere, and I know when the election happens, what, November 3rd this year? Is that when it is, November 3rd, I think? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Ish. How you doing over there, honey, with the clock? Clock. I'll hit stopwatch. 
Not there. You go. Now we got to get started. I have to do this. <clears throat> yeah, it's working like a charm. <laughs> I have to it's working really well, weird. honey. Oh my God! I had the I had the flick. Why is that thing such a problem? Gotta, for Christ's sake! Got to stab her fingers. Come on, you times. bastard! Uh, let me see if I can get it from this angle. Well, I did it yesterday. I know. I don't know what it is. Enter. This. Start. There. Enter. Start. Not start. Enter. Ah. <laughs> enter. Start. Okay. Now we figured it out. Learn something new every day. <laughs> now we figured it out. Um. I got to show you how mad I am on the the elections November third, isn't it? Right? Yeah, it's usually yes. the first Tuesday in November, is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm just kind of wondering, basically, now we've got, what is it, the 9th of June today? Mm-hmm. Yes. It is the 9th of June, so we have July, August, September, October. So we have four and a half months left, almost five months left. Oh, my God. There's a story on oh the God, national news on this morning. Top. You ready for the, <laughs> you ready the story on the national news? I'm ready. Biden, Trump have very different Mondays. The president met with police, while former vice president met with family of George Floyd. Is one supposed to be better than the other? Because I'm pretty sure they're all human beings here. Mm-hmm. So are, is there a, a group of people that's better? Because I think we got in this problem with white and black people because one thought they were better than everybody else. Well, I have certainly noticed that the Democratic Party is seizing the day. Oh, are they ever? Hugely right now. So, uh, yeah, you're going to, this is just, you better just get used to it because this is what it's going to be. I still do not understand, and again, I don't have a dog in this fight because I'm independent. You know, there's Trump on the Republicans and there's Biden on the Democrats and all the rest of it. Here's what I don't understand, though. Every horrible thing that was ever done to black people was done by a Democrat. Why did they just overlook that? I don't get it. The slave owners were all Democrats, and then they changed the name to Dixiecrats once the Democrats realized that. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, seriously, Lyndon Baines Johnson would not give black people welfare, or, or anybody welfare at one point, unless the father was was out of the house. You want to talk about a great way to destroy that an entire was a culture. very, very bad decision. He destroyed the entire culture. You can't, yeah, we'll give your family money, but don't, you can't live there. Yeah, don't, get, don't do me any favors. Exactly. Well, and how could it be less expensive to have, have to have one family member move out somewhere and have to have two homes? It would be twice as expensive. It doesn't make any sense at all. I don't know. I just really wish these writers, some of them, would just for a minute be a little more even keel instead of we're way left or way right. There's nobody in between at all. Why is that? Well, for, a, for, for five minutes while the riots and things were going on, it seemed like everybody was trying to do, like, the truth for five or six minutes. It five was, or six it was minutes. Nice. It was nice. So not even as long as he held his knee on uh, George Floyd's neck. That yeah. was almost nine minutes. Yeah. I just, I, I, seriously, every story, you ready? Okay, here we go. We got Biden, Trump have very different Mondays. Biden's a hero and Trump sucks. Then you got Minneapolis cops slash tires of protesters car, which is not true, by the way. It was the Minnesota State Patrol. It was not Minneapolis cops. Daniel Radcliffe responds to rowling uproar. Did you hear what she did? Uh, yeah. Uh, J.K., what are you doing? Yeah, real bad. What are you doing there, J.K.? Not great. She kind of went after transgenders, apparently. As she was. There was an article about something about people who menstruate, and she posted it, and she was like, there used to be a word for this. Help me out here. Wombin? Wombat? What, what was it again? It's like women. And so she was, I think. Oh, dear. Yeah, not good. 
Well, okay, I'm an idiot, and I because I don't know this. But when there's a doctor in the house, okay, let's go, let's go. I'm when on the hot, people, hot seat. transsexual people, man to woman, do they even menstruate? Man to woman, no. How could no, they? That's what I'm just saying. So no. why would why would they bring up menstruation to transgender women? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't get that. Well, how did that even come up? I don't know what the article was even about. I just know that it was something about people who menstruate. So not because, I mean, you can't say it's specifically for women because not all women menstruate. Yeah. Well, but only women menstruate. So you but can't say all, women. But not but, all women menstruate. Well, they don't have to be all women. All men aren't as cool as I am, but you well, can still can't, tell but me But they how can't cool say, like, this article is for women. Women if only. it's about people that menstruate, because not all women Get menstruate. Out. Oh, God, you're getting way too touchy I, about a little, this. Yeah, I, no, I'm just I'm ex- describing yeah. where the logic is coming from. That's what I'm saying. From. But that's the problem too touchy is that everybody just has to go so nuts about every tiny every little thing. thing. And this no. whole reading into what people say now. Oh, I know. It's unbelievable. That is really terrifying no, I, to me. Oh, oh, they scratch their nose on this side. That means they hate... Uh, you know, frogs. It's like, what? I mean, the only time that's offensive when they go, you know, the Northeast. <laughs> I did it on trial and error. God, that was funny. What were you saying, Ralph? Well, you, you, all, you know, I, I think you're missing the Zen diagram is that uh, all women do not menstruate, but all people who menstruate are women. And that's yeah. what she was pointing out. That's what she said. All women, if you menstruate, you are a woman, you're not a man. And if you are if you are transsexual from a man to a woman, you will not menstruate because you don't got the you don't got the equipment. You don't have the. And you're not going to get the equipment. So how did it come up anyway? I don't know what the article was about. <clears throat> she just posted the article. I'm sure and, you can find it on the yeah, and Twitter. They, and, and you know it's, it's I don't know I, I just can't say anything. Can't talk to anybody. Can't say no, anything. No, you can't, can't say anything. Report to anyone anything. Anymore. Can't have a you, thought. No, you can't have a thought. No, because it is just all wrong. You are wrong. You're wrong. Everybody, and it's a fun world. I think that we are. Oh, I heard that there's like like no Zoloft left. You think we burned through it all? Seriously, there are there are shortages of Zoloft because so many Americans now are on Zoloft, and I I wonder why. I mean, so you have a company that sells sunglasses. You need to be now an activist, a politician, oh, yeah. a CEO, oh, yeah. a banker, a lawyer, an employer, and you have to take care of you have to take care of your employees like they're your children. You can't take care of them like they're employees. You have to make sure all their mental health is okay. You have to march when people say you need to march. You have to do it's too much for people. I know I know a lot of people that work in, you know, like marketing and advertising and everything and they're just like I want to do my job. I don't want to do my job and also be then, an activist for the company while also doing my job. He, then, like, then, then what they should do is they should reflect on the on the policies and the uh, policies and the uh, politics and the parties that they've supported, because typically the ad ad community and many other uh, not the ad community but the ad industry along with many other industries have almost consistently been liberal they should reflect on that should they really be uh, they're being forced into this sort of oh you have to look right now you have to do the right thing but so you look right but then you're shamed and blamed and canceled if you yeah, well, then, I know. Take a then look support or a different party anything. and you won't be shamed and blamed and canceled no i mean i okay so i dan works in the bike industry and his 
he works for a brand, and there are many different <coughs> brands of bikes. And every single one was posting just pictures of bikes, as they normally do, after George Floyd was murdered. And all these people were commenting on these bike pictures, and it's like, stand up for... George Floyd, hashtag Black Lives Matter, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, Dan's like, we're, we're a bike company. We're not a person. We're not, we never talk about our individual feelings about anything on this because we sell bikes. But they had to say something because people were like, I'm not going to support you. You're based in Minneapolis, blah, blah, blah. And all these different bike brands had to say something because or else they were going to lose a bunch of customers and be called racist and it's like how do you even and he's like we don't even know where to go from here like can we just go back to selling bikes or do we have to be raising money for some fund yeah all the time as well as selling bikes like do we need a whole other segment of our company that is for activism and civil rights which isn't and dan's not saying that it's bad to support civil rights obviously but it's like there's no separation of like we just sell bikes oh they just what what i what i from what i understand it's like you have to show that you're donating to the proper causes if you're donating money then they'll leave you alone no no as far as i can tell is talking about it is better than Mm. donating because some people don't have money how come we didn't get any but stars a, sent our way that we should be a gold star but a corporation sent, a company no, yeah. it's assume yeah. that they have money and they should be giving money yeah. that's what yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. otherwise i'm not going to use your products unless i see that you're donating to whatever cause it is that i, I suppose, want you yeah. to it's just it's you exhausting know. And it's counterproductive because sooner or later people are going to be like, I am so sick of being told what I can do, what I can think, what I can buy, where I well, can go, who I can talk to, what I wear. Everything is well, going to be dictated to, to you what you can do and what you can't do. It already is. Well, and you, if you look at like Dan's job, it's his personal opinions don't matter when it comes to his job. Right. He has to support the opinions of what they've decided are the opinions that the company has. So what he thinks about things, it's and but he's the head of marketing, so he's the one that does all the social media. So it's like, there you go. Social media. Sentence. It comes no, back. Comes back to the. Just comes back to I was just telling you to the finish. digital digital puke. It's digital just puke. It's digital just, puke. And that's right. That's right. It's just it's all this digital stuff, and that's what really that's what drove the riots. That's what organized the riots. Yeah, They've pretty much true. shown that. Uh, people had uh, one fellow that was arrested in Chicago. He put it up on his Facebook page. Hey, we're going to do a little rioting up in uh, Minneapolis. He had explosives. He had a thousand things. Not, not a good guy. Well, it's all Antifa is is online, basically riot organization. So well, they have roots. I guess Antifa has roots in the Nazi Party. That's where. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Oh, is that what they're saying now? That even Antifa's Nazis. All right, mm-hmm. we've got to take a break. We okay. do have to take a break. Be right back. Don Allen, our special guest, is up next with the family. Tom Bernard here with my buddy and CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Michael, this is a tough time for businesses, not only in the Twin Cities, but all over right now. Can you tell me a little bit about what North American Banking Company is doing for your customers? Tommy at the bank, we're helping businesses with all of our tools at our disposal. Lenders are working as long as it takes with our customers to help them through these tough times. 
We've processed well over 300 loans for customers and funded over $70 million through the SBA's Paycheck Protection Program. Through our payment deferment program, our current customers were able to skip one, two, or even four payments with no penalty. Finally, being a locally owned and operated bank, we're able to move quickly and take action for our customers when they need us most. Why not bank with my banker? God, I can't tell you how great <laughs> it is working with Billski. Did you record that, Andy? Could you send that to me? <laughs> North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. 2020 never looks so good. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With 2020 upon us, it's time to ditch the contacts and pitch the glasses. Take it from me. It's one of the best things you can do for yourself in the new year. I've never looked back from having LASIK myself. And with Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, you can trust you're amongst the best in the business. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you just like they did for me. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. Imagine 2020 or better in 2020. And let 2020 be your best year yet with LASIK at Whiting Clinic. LASIK results may vary. Talk to your Whiting Clinic doctor about your individual outcome potential. Walk this way. Is Mr. Allen ready to go? Yes, he is. Don Allen, how are you? I'm doing great, Mr. Bernard. How are you? Marvelous. Don, I have to tell you, though, that I, I don't know if you heard about this, but all black men now call me Uncle Tommy. It's because they can get uh, away with it. I don't think I'd advertise that. Char yeah. Charles made it up. Charles made it up, and I give Charles all the credit. All right. He said, Tommy, Tommy, i got to tell you something, man. I'm going to call you Uncle Tommy because I've always wanted to use that phrase, but I've never had anybody to use it on. <laughs> like, okay, Charles. Don Allen with us, ladies and gentlemen. Minneapolis and what to do now going forward. Uh, Our Black News, online newspaper, blog talk, radio show, the Ron and Don Show, TV News Network. A little busy, Don. Yeah, I'm busy doing that, and I'm also a full-time English teacher in St. Paul. Where do you teach in St. Paul? Uh, Humboldt High School. Oh, you do? Okay. Yes, and if you would like, just give me a quick second here. I'd just like to send a shout-out to Mr. Michael Sadamka. He's leaving, been there after, you know, 15 years. And uh, he was the principal that uh, observed me and walked me through tenure and uh, got me tenure this year and, well, beginning of last year, and now I'm a tenure teacher. And I would just like to let all your listeners know uh, black people do not hate white people. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank it's, you, It's starting to feel like that, I have to say. I'm really, really happy to hear that since about 50% of my friends are black. That's really nice to hear they don't hate me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I just thought I'd toss that out there. You know, uh, we, we talked, uh, Mr. Bernard, yeah. right after Jamar Clark. When, right, uh, right. When uh, an attorney here that used to be a professor that's now a civil rights leader again uh, decided to kind of, you know, Stoke the fire for this little race war. Uh, uh -huh. And it's unfortunate that this kind of stuff is going on. And uh, and so that's what we talked about that and talked a couple other things. And, and we had to dispel some myths in, out there in the community about left, right, black, white. You know, the usual maintenance and triage that you have to do when there's a lot of misinformation out there. But 
I have a question. Hi, this is Catherine. Um, I want, it seems like right now, once misinformation is out there, you can't change anybody's mind anymore. Mm -hmm. It's like I, the first thing that they hear, everybody, uh, not just groups of particular people, everybody, it's like that's how it was, and so that's how it is. And you can't change anything anymore. Well, yeah, that, that's absolutely correct. And in, in, in my community, in the black community, which I'm an expert on, I don't have to wear black on Monday. I can just wake up in, the, you know, in my birthday suit. But no, that's true, yeah. <laughs> anyway, you've got to make light of this because there's some crazy things going on. So but, crazy. Yeah, it, 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 it's very interesting just to, to look at the whole... I know in, in, in my community... Well, I'm an educator, and I see a bunch of kids that look like me. My school is 95% minority ethnic, basically. Yeah, it is. And 100% free and reduced lunch. So you have the bottom one-third of the community... Uh, that might not be economically successful or feasible or sustainable, and their kids are going to that school. So you see all this, and you walk into a new school. This is my second year there, uh, fifth year, going on fifth year with the district, and you see kids that read a headline and react to five or six words and never go down into the text. Right. But that, I'm, I'm not saying that the kids can't, they can do anything they want to, but if you put that on the adults, you have a lot of adults going online, and they see something. Like, I test it out all the time. I'll put something crazy on Facebook, and people will start attacking me. And they won't, oh, yeah. read, they won't read, you know, the text below. And then when they oh, I'm sorry, man, I didn't know I said that. Well, yeah, you're an idiot. So, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, it, it's, misinformation is out there quite a bit. But don't newspapers or people that write headlines, don't they owe something to the world to not make inflammatory and uh, misguided headlines so that people, because you, they, they know, people know that nobody reads the entire article. Usually the, usually the truth is in like the bottom third of an yeah, article now. It's, like they, it's almost like they're trying to incite people to get upset. Well, yeah, and, and, you know, I am not an expert by any means, but I, I worked on uh, Hamlin University's Oracle newspaper for three years and uh, took a number of variety of uh, journalism courses. I actually teach journalism and public speaking uh, right now at uh, Humboldt. But anyway, the papers aren't, uh, papers here locally and some of the black media, mainstream media, television stations, uh, and I'm not knocking or trying to demonize them, but... It's clickbait, number one. Right. Number, two, number two, they want people to read their stuff first. Like, for example, Star Tribune, first thing after the city council meet, the next story was city council overwhelmingly votes to uh, uh, defund the police. Right. And, and so I had to sit back because I was in shock as an a, a English teacher, a teacher who teaches journalism, and as someone who's been writing for I don't know how long, many years, and, and writing articles, editorials, and I says, well, you know, that's really unfortunate that you would put a title for the general public to consume and not put the details underneath right. to, give, to give the public an academic adventure of this can't happen unless the city charter is changed. Right, right. Okay? It's not going to happen. And then they came out, the chokehold is banned. Now, my students and I had a long conversation, uh, I think it was last week, on uh, Google Meet about that. Because a couple of them got on and said, hey, 
They banned the chokehold. They banned the chokehold. Minneapolis police. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, well, what does that mean? And then we went to the Post website. I took them to the Post website. So let's read this. Let's read what it says about neck restraints for the police department in training in detail. And we read that. And then they started to say, and you know, I'm not trying to tell them what to think or how to think. I'm letting them come out with it. So they come out, they say, well, wait, wait. What city of Minneapolis did was cosmetic. I said, thank you. Right. I, gave them, I gave them an applause. They deserved that. <laughs> they did. And they figured it out from being able to desert, discern. That's what we have to teach these kids. But you have the general public getting to the earlier point about the misinformation being posted on the website that, you know, they read that, oh, we have a victory, you know, and that goes at every, the highest level from uh, the, the Attorney General to Congresswoman, respectfully, Ilhan Omar, who is, come on, read the charter, come on back with some more logic, and let's figure this out. If you, you can't defund the police. We don't want Mad Max Thunderdome. In <laughs> exactly. You know, you know. I don't want nobody to embargo the power all of a sudden because I didn't walk on the left side of the street. You know, we're not going to go backwards in time. Right. And, and so we, we've done everybody, especially those in the communities of people that just got to Minnesota, our immigrants, we've done everybody a disservice by putting bad information out there. Absolutely. Don, i got to tell you something. One of the great things for me is to do this show, to do the morning show. And, and Don, you should come on the morning show, too, because that audience is huge as well. Um, <clears throat> I love the fact, well, first of all, as a white man, Don, i got to tell you, listening to these white people falling all over themselves to be feeling bad and guilty about being a white, it's the most disingenuous pile of crap I ever heard in my entire life. You were not... You didn't choose to be white. You're white. So what, you're supposed to be embarrassed about that? I mean, it's so disingenuous, don't you think? Yeah, I, I, would, I would have to agree. But, God. But, but you know, it's, it's, not, it's not a good look. The great writers of the Harlem Renaissance uh, and others, uh, Baldwin, Hugh Langston Hughes, uh, all these guys back in the 20s and 30s and 40s, they could not go out in the street and protest because they were artists. But they saw things that maybe if we do it like this, we can fix it, or like that, we can fix it. And they put all this information in these books. And it's very difficult to get people to read, you know, especially those in school. I can tell you that firsthand. But to get adults to do that for fun and to sit down, especially in my community, as well as every community, you know, there are some solutions there. But, Tom, there's something I have to tell you. Oh, Uh, here we go. I was looking on Wikipedia, which is not a legitimate source, okay? I was just no. looking on Wikipedia. Right. And it, said, it said your birthday was November 7th. Yeah, I know somebody else's birthday is November 7th, too. Brother, we're connected. Because <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you, they said I was the first live-born child after my mom had six miscarriages. Oh, and, wow. And, yeah, what a and, story. And, yeah, and so... I said, when I saw that, I said, you know what? It's since 1985 when I was working at WAYL, KMFY. Oh, God, yeah. Yep. You know, they, my first job. We got a black guy, he's driving a 31-foot whale. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so I'm cruising around in parades. I'm terrorizing kids. I'm in the Aquatennial parade with it. It blows steam out the top. Yeah, I started listening to you back then, and then I got a little bit more serious, and I went to CAT Communications. And I think the first time we met 
was on stage at the Radio Best Awards. Oh, yep. Okay, yeah, and, and, and Tom goes, let me tell you guys this. We were giving him the envelopes unopened, and the second envelope, he turned around, can you guys open these damn envelopes first? You know, I said, okay, okay not a problem. So we opened the rest of them. Because he was doing the, the MCN. But, yeah, and that was, we didn't talk that long. I was just, you know, I was just there because I worked at CAP Communications and right. I volunteered to come down there and yeah. do that. Everybody did. So, yeah, that was the first time. But I've been listening, and I've been telling a lot of my friends that you should tur- listen to that morning show and then listen to the podcast because there's some information that we're not getting. And it doesn't matter if you're Republican, Democrat, no. Green, Independent, or Undecided. Right is that at some point you got to gauge what you're thinking with what some other people are thinking. Right. Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. Don, do you have another, do you have, do you have a few minutes still? You Because i got to take a break. Can you come back after the break? Oh, yeah, I'm just hanging it downstairs in front of the, in front of the computer. Yep. All right, we'll be right back in a couple minutes. Don Allen with us, ladies and gentlemen, ourblacknews.com. A whole list of things uh, that Don does. We'll be right back. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is the equal opportunity employer. Baby. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Our very special guest, Don Allen, with us. I'd like to say, just uh, take a couple of minutes, Don, and talk about how much doing the morning show and doing this show means. Because unlike everybody else, I did not go out and recruit black people to be on the show to talk about this. William Humphreys, Rashawn Moore, uh, Tevin Pittman's on the show anyway. JB came in, did an entire show yesterday. You uh, were, did, did you contact Don or Don? You well, did. I've, I've been friends with Don on. Uh, on, on. <laughs> you still got the bumper music no, going. Tom, Other, you, don't worry about my conversation is so infatuated. I'm no, nice try. Nice try. <laughs> yeah, nice try. Talking about. No, I've known Don for a long time. I've listened to him because I've always wanted to know what the other perspective is. Right. You know, because I I can't say what black people want, what black people need. No. I'm not black. So I want to know what their perspective is. So I've always listened to Don for many years just to see what what they're thinking, what, you know, what they're Mm -hmm. dealing with. And, um, uh, you know, with everything going on, I reached out to Don. Well, we kind of reached out to one another because he was doing his... uh, blog talk radio and i'm like i gotta get you you know gotta get you on tom's podcast yeah it's and terrific. I, i'm gonna be a guest on his show tomorrow night i believe oh god Donna, what are you thinking <laughs> what are you thinking get a white chick's perspective well, i guess uh, I, I, w- I would like to thank you for that i am the queen king of black people and black person feels <laughs> in minnesota in there but uh but yes yeah, yeah tom uh, to, to your point you know 
it, it's very interesting, and, and I tell people to listen. I says if you're in your car, I mean, a lot of a lot of us hasn't been getting up and going to work. We've been working from our houses, so yep. you have to remember to download apps and all. I, you know, all that other stuff to listen. And I was forgetful like the first week. I'm like, okay, how, how am I going to do this? Yep. I, but anyway, it's there, and, and I tell them. But I, I just wanted to share this with you and your listeners. Um, this week, I had two senators. Now, I'm little on the phone, food chain. I don't represent anybody but myself and my family, basically. And But I'm really concerned about the community here, especially the black community in Minnesota, and what happens and, mm-hmm. and what the new normal will look like. Because the new, I want to play where the money is. I don't want to play, but I don't want to want your money. I want to earn my own. Right, so, right. So the thing is, uh, Senator Mark Curran, and Senator Roger Chamber both called me. And last night, a guy named Danny Nadu, Nadu who works with Jeff Johnson, who's the Hennepin County Commissioner, right. who's actually running for that position, had a meeting in North Minneapolis on 1200 Plymouth by that old workforce center. You know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I know exactly now. what you're talking about. Yep. Yeah, and they wanted to know, where do we go next? And and it's a little troubling. It's good, but it's it's... It, it's troubling in a way. Now, I have a really good relationship with Senator Mark Corrin because you remember when the teachers were on strike in St. Paul a while back? Yep. I'll, I'll, I'll feed it up. Uh, I didn't go on strike because the union was not answering my question. That's as far as I'm concerned. But I did get a letter in the mail that said, hey, uh, if they stay on strike past this date, you're going to have to you're gonna lose your job and you'll be out. You'll be, you know, you'll be out. And I said, oh, no, no, but I'm a veteran. I have veterans' preference, my veterans', my <laughs> veterans like privilege, right? So I fill out this thing, I send it in, and then I go back. Before I send it in, I read veterans' preference for the state of Minnesota. It covers every job except teacher. Oh, wow. Really? Yes. That's surprising. And, and so I told Senator Mark Coran, I said, hey, I'm going to rewrite this and send it to you. I need you to walk it in to wherever it has to be walked in because this is not there at all. And uh, yeah, I rewrote it, sent it to him, and he's working on it, so that's great. But little things like that, if people want change in, 20, in the Twin Cities, in Minneapolis, St. Paul, the state of Minnesota, we need to start getting into that legislative piece and start reading that stuff and responding mm-hmm. to it and rewriting because no, not, a lot of people do not know that if you have an idea and you can get it on paper, I don't care if you're writing with a pencil and you bring it to the uh, uh, the revisor's office and you tell them they have to make it a bill. You know, now right. that's that's something that works. It's, it's not like you know. Well, anyway, I'm not going to get back into the city of Minneapolis. I could dump on them for hours. <laughs> I, have a, I have another question. This whole defund the police idea, and I understand that it actually isn't about just deleting cops it's about taking money from them because they're overfunded and putting it into community projects money isn't always the answer to everything right um and and money through politics usually seems to be channeled into people's pockets and bank accounts that nobody seems to know where it goes and how how do you actually make real change in a community without i mean is it just money am i naive yeah, well, you might be. I don't know what's your phone number. No, listen. Uh, <laughs> listen. She is very good looking. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I have a face for radio. Anyway, Me too, pal. Uh, <laughs> let, 
let, let me explain that something. You said something earlier, because I've been listening on the app before you even came to me, basically. I think it's the same show, hopefully, or I'll be really embarrassed right now. But you said something earlier about people not knowing where the money goes and and yes. and what happens and who you're supposed to give money to to show that you're a good company and all right, that. Right, right, right. Let me, let me explain something to you. Every year, the Minnesota State Legislature, Democrats and Republicans, fork out billions of dollars across Minnesota. I'm standing in the state capitol in a meeting with uh, five senators and some state reps, and Ms. Senator Michelle Benson stands up and says, you know, Don, because I brought this idea to them. I said, I think we should have a think tank. We should have a, a, a African-American, black American, whatever you, makes you comfortable, think tank that deals with all the money that goes out to these nonprofits that are underperforming. And what we should do is we should check on them every quarter. We should also be funded just in case we go in and they don't have any participants. We can do outreach, advertising, marketing, public relations, whatever, but we correct that before they get their next quarter's check. Okay, we'll work at the arm of the state, city, whatever. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you saying that they should be held accountable? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. But get this, get this, get this. <laughs> I don't care who they are, but Senator Michelle Benson said that's the state's biggest problem. That's her biggest problem, one of her biggest problems, is that they sign off on all this money and they never know what happens. Right. Example, let's talk about North Minneapolis. There's a couple of zones they've had there over the last 10 or 15 years that are equivalent to about $150 million. Yikes. Yet that neighborhood still looks the same way. Yep. Okay? So there's a problem there. And I'm not trying to demonize those individuals. I'm trying to demonize their systems, which have been generational fails, not only for us, but for everybody. Because if we fall, everybody else falls. So how do, you, how do you correct that? And so anyway, these senators, you know, they have these meetings and these telephone calls. And, and I just said, don't. I don't want to have a conversation with any white people about racism, okay? Right. I said, that's going to be a waste of my time, okay? I want to have conversations about economic development, brick-and-mortar service places, and I don't want you to give me anything, but I want you to give me an opportunity. Right. Okay? And so they just can't get... And the local papers and the media are pushing that racism narrative. The schools are pushing that racism narrative. Yep. Let's, let's, let's talk about soft, silly, cuddly things. Don't you love that black man? Well, I'm going to, you know. What a day to be born. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right on. And, uh, you know, so, so it's interesting. It's interesting when you look at it and you see what's going on and you see the narrative being pushed. And, and this has nothing to do, and I just like to tell my, my liberal friends, this has nothing to do with me being a conservative at all, at all, no, at all ever. that's not this the has, issue. Yeah, this has something to do with, you know, I mean, I don't want you to think like me. I want you to think, and you need to look at them and be able to discern what's going on around you. Because, first of all, anybody that's applauding anything, the city of Minneapolis, get this, city of Minneapolis, Minneapolis Department of Civil Rights, you haven't heard the Star Tribune write one thing about that group. That group is responsible for opening a civil rights investigation automatically triggered by the death of George Floyd. Mm -hmm. They haven't, you haven't, if they've done it, they haven't said anything, but of course they get covered from the local media because that's one of the most corrupt departments in the city of Minneapolis. Cut them, 
you'll have a lot of money, then you don't have to cut the police because you're not really, you're not really functioning. So. Wow. Don, we only got about a minute and a half, so I do oh, want to tell you. I want to tell you something, Don. I, I think you know what. In my, this is just my opinion. All people don't care. You know, black, white, brown, red. You know, yellow, whatever color you got out there. To for them to tune tune into a morning show and then an afternoon podcast, and hear a black man and a white man cheering each other on and laughing about the fact they were born on the same day is good for them. JB came in and did the show yesterday, and on the air he says to me, Tom, I'm going to tell you something that, that's going to frighten you. And I said, what's that, JB? And he goes, I love you. <laughs> I think it's very, very good <laughs> for people to hear a black man tell a white man that he loves them. Because actually, JB and I have told each other that for about 35 years now. Mm-hmm. He's been a dear friend for all that time. It also is really good when William Humphreys was in last week, and he said something, and I said, you know what, you're a massive pain in the ass, but I really like you anyway. <laughs> you know, it's real. It's not, oh, I feel so bad for you poor black people, and oh, we horrible white people. That does nothing. No. Friendship and love for one another, accepting one another, and learning from one another is what they want to hear, and that's what they're hearing on this show, thanks to people like you, Don, and, and Cassie, and Catherine, Alex, Ralph Basham. They've all got good things to say. I love the fact that you came on today, and you need to come on more often. Yeah, anytime. I'm always available because I'm at home working from home. So. <laughs> all right, well, maybe I'll even take you out to dinner on November 7th. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the town will be ablaze. <laughs> Don, you're a good man. Thanks for your time today, sir. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. God, what a great call, Cassie. Great I'd call. say great guy. A, he is a great guy. I've, I followed him for years, and you know, he he's one. He's just willing to have open dialogue Absolutely. with no anger behind it, no frustration, nope. no. Uh, you know, he has his opinions, but he's willing to hear your opinions. And Absolutely, I think, I think that's the, important to have that open dialogue between the cultures, between the races. No doubt so about we it. Understand each other, because I've never. I mean, do black people wonder what it's like to be white? Of course. Absolutely you know? they do. Absolutely but they nobody, do. But nobody dialogues about nope. it. So. Well, what's nope, amazing, though, right. is, what, and I, you know, if we would have had more time, I would have liked to ask the question. That's why he's got to come back. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. So he's saying things that go against, against the, you know, the narrative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he's actually right. trying to call people out and say, mm-hmm. what can we do that's actually going to work? What you're doing isn't going to work. How does he deal with, I mean, especially as a teacher, I mean, we've heard people that have, you know, they're afraid to be seen in certain places mm-hmm. because they're teachers and they're afraid they're going to get, they're going to get fired if somebody sees them at an activity that is not approved by all the teachers. We, I mean, we know somebody very well that's been through that. How right. is he, how is he not being canceled and doxxed and threatened? Because it happens for doing less. Oh, God, oh God, does it ever. Uh, yeah, we do have to take a break here. We'll come back in the second hour. But, but seriously, I, I just think I'll close with this. After doing these shows for the last week and whatever and just thinking about life and all the rest of it, then I watch the TV news, and I think to myself, don't any of you people actually know a black person? Do you know a white person? Because you'd bring these people in and you simper and you go, oh, I'm so sorry. It's not what they want to hear. No. That you're sorry. It's like, how can we go shoulder to shoulder and treat everybody the same? Not better, not worse, the same. That's the kind of conversations that these fine people like Don 
and William and Rashawn and JB and Tevin Pittman, and I can keep on going down the list of people. I've been called a racist by two black people, tons of white people, lots and lots of white people, but only two black people. And two black people, Kwame, the former head of the NAACP, did about 20 years ago, and Spike Moss. You think I give a rat's ass that Spike Moss thinks I'm a racist? (laughs) He thinks everybody's a racist. So I guess I'm just a member of the fraternity. Well, it'd just be nice if people would actually know what the hell they were talking about. That would be nice. It'd be interesting. Awesome. That'd be interesting. Well, our, our one of our neighbors in our new neighborhood told us, Catherine, me last night, that people came to him and said, oh, my God, Tom Bernard's going to be your neighbor. Oh, that's going to be terrible. That was me. Yeah, that it was Catherine who said that. <laughs> oh, did you hear my line today? Uh, no, I did not. Because they recommended that, that even married couples now wear masks if they're going to have sex. Oh, I saw that. <laughs> and I said, I said, well, yeah, Catherine does it. Oh, wait a second. That's a blindfold. <laughs> we'll be back. Yeah. And, you have a, and you have a bag on your head. You got a bag on your head. Uh,